Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Friday night! Feel good Friday on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio. Jerry in for Boomer again this morning. He'll be back on Monday. Saw this video yesterday that went viral on social media of Kevin Durant coming out of the tunnel at the game last night in Dallas Suns Mavericks. And as he's coming out, there is there are two fans, uh, older fans that probably say 50s, maybe early 60s. Uh, and the woman of the two, male and female, I don't know if they're a couple or together or whatever, but male and female stand there with their Dallas Mavericks stuff on. It would be 40s, 50s. Yeah. As you look at them again. Yeah, definitely 50s, I think. But uh, who knows? Whatever. They're not They're not young punk kids no. is the point I'm trying to make. And the, the woman yells out, bitch, as he walks by. And he turns around and goes, what? Excuse me? Now, I am not the biggest Kevin Durant fan in the world, but I love the fact that he called so these two losers out. And it's not like he went over there and smacked them or whatever. And he actually, later on in the game, when they went to go throw them out, he mm-hmm. he said, don't throw them out. But I just want her to tell the truth that she said it because she kept denying the fact that she said bitch when he came out. And it was clear as day in the video. It's clear as day. And he, he knows it. They know it. And, I mean, th- these people are animals. The yeah the 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 absolute bottom feeding scum of sports fans, mm-hmm. and this guy like this was this was I I was actually thinking about screening phone calls when this was going on too because what that guy said to Kevin Durant is like what callers say to try to prove their worth to go on the air like they'll they'll tell some personal story of tragedy and then say they they've got their own podcast which is what he did. He's like, four years ago, her brother died or something, and I've got a podcast. This is what he says to Kevin Durant. How about, hey, man, I'm sorry. That was stupid. I've been drinking, and I, I don't like you because you 
went to the Nets and the and the and the Warriors and then came here and we were playing the Suns and I'm an idiot. How about that? <laughs> Not lying about nice. it. This is such a problem. It really is a problem. I know they make a lot of money. I know they're professionals. I get all that, but you know the proximity to the court in the NBA is way too close. Um, and I don't know why. Fans feel like they can just say whatever the hell they want. It's one thing to boo a guy. That's all well and good. It's even one, if you want to say you suck, okay, fine, well, whatever. But some of this stuff crosses the line. And, you know, we had it, uh, whatever year it was, in Detroit. I wouldn't be surprised if we have it again at some point where one of these guys just cold cocks someone right in the face because it is too it is too much. And it goes all the way down, G. It goes to the college level. And Boomer always talks, too, about when he goes to these college games. He's blown away by what you hear. It, it's like we, we spend $50 on a ticket, maybe in that case a couple hundred dollars on a ticket, whatever the case may be, and you feel like you've got this God-given right to just say whatever comes across your mind. And I love the fact. I'm, I hate that Kevin Durant left. But I, li- I do like the guy as a player, and I think he's a pretty good guy, too. I love the fact that he stopped, turned, and confronted them. Yeah, and and you're right. And I want to say there, there have been examples years back, Malice of the Palace, as you bring up, where social media was not a thing. But I do think that the reason why fans feel more comfortable in saying stuff is that we live in a world where you can tweet uh, and and send stuff and comment on things, whatever the hell you want, as nasty as humanly possible, and be completely anonymous yeah. and get away with and it. there's no accountability. And then they end up in a situation like this. They get some alcohol in them, and just like someone would write underneath a Kevin Durant picture, they'll write, bitch, they say it right to his face, thinking he's not going to do anything about it, and this time he did. Mm-hmm. Turned uh-huh. around and said, no, I'm like, no, I mean... And just and just admit the fact that you did it. And she's sitting there with her hand out like he's going to shake her hand. I know. I would have spit mean, on that hand. Uh, and then you know what sucks about that? What? Had he done something like that, he'd get ripped to shreds for it. Probably. Well, I mean, listen, he's the professional. I he's not going to do that. But he, we all have a limit and a point. I know. It, it's too much sometimes. No, I I agree. I and but this and that, that's now going to be like there there was that tiger woods uh what's up big dog meme where he was like putting out his hand to give somebody a pound like that was a thing this this woman going up like hey like ready to slap kevin durant's hand is gonna be on just the glaring internet at her forever yeah it's just gonna be on the internet for and they just looked like just ugh, the worst mm-hmm. i don't know how that maybe they, they they were able to get down in those seats like because it was before the game or whatever but they they looked ugh. yeah dirty and smelly losers. Yeah, at least, you know, in football, you've got, a, a aside from like Buffalo, where they're, the fans are right on the field, Yeah, you've got some separation. You've got, in hockey, you've got the glass as vile as we are as hockey fans, too. At least you've got separation with the glass. You can't get that close to them. Um, in basketball, I mean, they sell tickets, as you know, on basketball that are now between the scorer's table and the bench. Like, there are fans right there that are standing where the coach stands, and players got to walk right by the whole Larry David thing where he tripped the player at Staples Center back in the day. Like, you have fans, and they're spending a lot of money. They're sitting right there. The courtside seats are there. The fans right under the basket. I mean, and you can like them, hate them, despise them, whatever you want. Some of the things that Kyrie Irving has heard that we've seen on video are vile. And yet, you know, just keep doing it. Just yeah, I mean, he's. <laughs> you're right, but he, some of the stuff that he's put out there I'm and not, said in I ideology said, is vile I, as well. I said you can hate him all you want. Right. I'm just saying we've heard these things on social media, the things that people feel they can say to him yeah. as if there's going to be no response. And he does respond sometimes, too. Yeah, 
I mean, and, and the fact, and I bring up the the, the ages of these people because I do think not not that someone who is is younger is allowed to get away with these things, but th- there is young and stupid is something that is true, and life experience sometimes is is the only thing that's going to cure that. And if it's uh, a, a young drunk. 22 year old kid who's doing this you're like you see that all the time but shame on these grown people yep both of them with gray hair calling kevin durant a bitch as he walks by stupid people are stupid people and i wouldn't be surprised if they did it again oh i'm I'm sure i mean the fact that they'll probably try to capitalize on this and show up on tv cable news shows and things like that they'll have t-shirts bitch yeah (laughs) yes with their hand out Would you be surprised? No, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. And I guarantee you, not just us, but all over the country, this will be talked about, and that video will be shown, and their mugs will be on TV and on social media everywhere today. Al, what would you think about the guy when he said, I have a podcast? I I wanted to quit my podcast. (laughs) I legitimately was like, I got to get out of the podcast (laughs) business. I have to. I can't. I'm so glad that's when Kevin Durant turned and walked away. Like, right. get lost, lose. He seemed disgusted by oh, it. So yes. disgusted. Right. I have a podcast. And when people Stop. say, I have a podcast, it's not like you've earned anything. Like, anybody can put a podcast out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anybody. no one's hearing it. You right. could do whatever you... You could have a an album of uh, Who cover songs. If no one knows what it is, you don't really have it. It's essentially saying, like, I have shoes these days. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like saying. There's right. that many of them. <laughs> what? And more and more coming. I mean, to think about that, like, that guy is so delusional to think that saying, I have a podcast, was going to impress Kevin Durant. Like, Kevin Durant's going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. You have a podcast? (laughs) If I would have known that, then I would have let the whole bitch thing go. But you got to lead with I've got a podcast. So that's the ultimate respect. See, man, I'm sorry. See, but this, this is another thing, too, with Durant that I've loved it for years, and people call him sensitive. I love the fact that he calls people out, whether it's on social media or in a case like this, because you can also take the tact, hey, you're Kevin Durant, Why, just ignore it. But you, no, screw them. At some point, it's enough. Yeah, I mean, there are, I think the, the perception is like when he's away, like this is a totally different thing for me than him responding on social media, like in the off season to somebody saying something, because then I'm like, dude, it's the off season, you might be on a vacation somewhere. Why are you looking at your phone fighting with the fans? Like something like this and responding to him, I can I can understand. But the perception to me when I see him responding to that stuff is like you you have one of the the great lives you could possibly have in this country. Why are you staring at your phone at people calling you names and, well, and responding to Because that? everyone stares at their phone. I don't care how much money you have. I mean, everybody is on the phone twenty four seven. Yeah. It's become a, I mean, we know this. I'm not breaking any news here. It's become a problem. Oh, I mean, yeah. phone, you know, it, it's amazing when you look in, and we always talk in the podcast too about this. You look at restaurants now. The one thing that is, I don't know if it's sad, funny. I don't know what it is, but I've been out now to restaurants where the parents are on their phones, not talking to one another. And the kids are looking across at each other like, hey, look at mom and dad. Like, it's pathetic. The phones are a problem. So he's not... He's not immune to that, and I think it's great that he calls these people out. Screw them. Yeah, I mean, especially when it's it's to their face. Yep, one hundred percent. I mean that that I would I would be I think most NBA players would turn around in that situation and say something. That's not a that's not unique to Kevin Durant. When it's like that, no, but it right is, there, it is though. G and the fact that how much of this goes on. I sit courtside a lot. This happens 
at the college ranks, the things that are said to these kids, I think would blow your mind. Yeah. And at the NBA level, it's even worse. And it's the it's the few guys that actually do confront them. The LeBron Jameses, when the one guy, I think it was in Atlanta, was basically saying, I hope your kid dies or something. And he had him removed. He was sitting courtside. He had him kicked out of the arena. It was something vile like that. Durant, Kyrie has has turned and confronted fans. and They all don't, but it happens in every single arena every night. All right, we've hit on a lot of topics today. Uh, Rectile dysfunction and grilling were two of those, (laughs) and we have some calls on that that I want to get in here. Let's go to Nick, who's in Amityville. What's going on, Nick? Good morning, guys. Hey, Nick. Um, First of all, I don't have a podcast, so let's get that. (laughs) When are you going to get one, man? Oh, yeah, no, never. I just turned 60, Geo, yeah. and um, I'm not a golfer, and I don't have that bug, but I have been home uh, in my apartment for over a year. I haven't been able to work due to uh, knee replacement surgery surgery gone horribly wrong, Oof. and one of the things that keeps me uh, going in life is the affirmation of life that, you know, some mornings I wake up, and it's like, hello, how are you, and <laughs> he's there, and he's going, what are we doing today, Nick, and... Uh, you know, and that's uh, when my fiance has to realize that uh, she's either got to get running away or um, it's time to get uh, down to business. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, yes. You know. Wow, Nick, I tell you, man. <laughs> yes, um, I, I just find it humorous that you're saying basically your junk talks like Eddie Skazer. <laughs> hey, hello, how are you? Morning wood. <laughs> what are we going to do with this now? <laughs> Who's going to take care of this? Uh, yeah. It's basically what he's saying is, you know, that that's, you know, when things are down and you're not feeling great about yourself, that's up. That's the end. Right. And it makes you feel like, hey, I still got it. I'm still, I'm still here. I am. She's got to run away or we got to get to business. I mean, that was a little, I mean, I know he's kidding, but man, thinking about 60 year old Nick and his busted up knees sitting there with a uh, poor guy. Yeah, I know. I wonder if I was going to ask him, but I didn't want to keep going about that because he might have said something about cross the line. But like a malpractice situation that a knee replacement gone wrong, like don't you have to sue in those situations? Uh, probably, especially the way guys have. I mean, hell, hip replacements have become. I don't want to say standard. That's not. It's a lot more serious than that. But how many guys have hip replacements? And we saw Spike three weeks later. They're walking around. You would yeah. think a knee replacement. Lame duck right? skin. Did, <laughs> didn't Mike have two? I think he had both yes, knees replaced. I think so. Yeah. So you would think going in everything's going to be great, and then here he's poor Nick is dealing with that. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Matt in Lincroft. What's going on, Matt? Hey guys, what's happening? Hey, hey man, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here doing my normal Friday morning routine, driving my kid to school, and I hear you guys say that your afternoon host on WFAN has never grilled before. Can somebody explain to me how the the, the host of the afternoon drive on WFAN, who claims to be this huge sports fan? Has never pulled into MetLife or Giant Stadium with a grill in the back of his trunk with his buddies, and and fired up, fired that thing up, and, and cooked the cheeseburger. Yes, that not. Like, yeah, that that, that 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 that's an interview question. Like, that's <laughs> something that the WFA should be asking people when when they're coming in for an interview. <laughs> yeah, and you're right because Evan goes to more games than just about anybody around here, and uh, the the fact that he has never done that mm. himself, I'm sure he's hung around a tailgate at some point. The fact he's never done that himself in all the games he went to, like I said, is it's it's borderline offensive to sports fans everywhere. He's more into scoring his game than he is barbecuing. He's got a book coming out about it too. Yes, um, but yeah, it's bizarre to me because we live in that world. And he apparently doesn't. Hell, even Spike grills vegetables. 
Does he? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I, don't, I don't think he does. <laughs> I really don't believe he does. <laughs> Skinny, <laughs> vegan, hipster, non-grilling bleep. Bleep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I tell you, that's just a... And to think, like, Evan... Evan's unique. Like I, I don't, I don't. This is why I stop short and I get because I, I, like I said before, I don't want to be disrespectful. Like I lives his life a certain way, but I don't. I feel like he misses out on things. Like you got to at least try some of these things and be like, you know, this is great. Like there, there's certain, there's certain uh, beers. I'll just use it as beers as opposed to just drinks, whatever you have. But there's certain beers in life that are so satisfying, like. The grill beer is satisfying. Mm-hmm. When I used to mow my own lawn. At, oh, when you're done? The post-lawn mowing beer. Yes. Or like the, the another one that I, that I love. It's like if we're out at the beach <laughs> all day and like the, the times we have the beach house, you're running around with the kids or whatever, and then there's an outdoor shower at mm-hmm. the beach house. You bring a beer in there. <laughs> That's, you know? Yeah. And to think that Evan doesn't experience these Probably things. Probably any of it. Is, 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 a, is a shame. He, he also likes the, he does not like beer, right? He likes the fruity drink, which is fine. Well, yeah, then whatever whatever but He's drink. not experiencing that either. Yeah. I do. I would like to go back to one thing, though. I love the line. You just got to, when I used to cut my own lawn, <laughs> no longer. Now Bobby does it. <laughs> yeah. Vinny, actually. <laughs> whatever. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Meantime, no joke. What is <laughs> what is up on the screen right now? Oh, you're behind a lawnmower. <laughs> you're behind a lawnmower. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> shout out O'Connell Landscaping. When I used to cut my own lawn <laughs> back in the day, when I used to carry my own golf bag, <laughs> someone does that for me too. <laughs> you're not wrong. I know. <laughs> Actually, I never cocked. Never once I never experienced that. I'm buying lawnmowers and humping a bag stand on my back and walking 18 holes. Shout out O'Connell's Landscaping. We'll see you soon as the weather turns. Love you guys. Take and care. Caddy John. Yeah, take care of the uh, hydrangeas. Oh, I would not. I am not equipped. I, my the yard would be a, a mess, a total disaster if I was in charge of it at this point so i'm anal about it it, it bothers me it's well yeah it bothers me too that's why i hire professionals oh, i had look good and we had a company but no longer yeah not done good enough i'll do it myself now oh really yeah. wow yeah we had it we had a company guy sold it he did a good job new guys came in didn't like it see ya so and i'm not hiring anybody else i'm buying my own ride on I'll all right it. good for you Jared. i will do it so yes. when you're done mowing that lawn you have yourself yes. a beer <laughs> as and opposed you... to you after watching the guy right <laughs> a ride on yeah are you living in the same house that i visited yeah what uh, judgy eddie no no it just seems like you wouldn't need a ride on i mean it's two-thirds of an acre i mean it's it's a lot of it's a lot to push I've pushed it uh, this year after I fired the company. It takes two hours to cut the grass Ugh. walking, like an hour 45. That's crazy. That's everything with the uh, with the edging and the and the push mowing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, listen, you've, backyard's you've... pretty big. That's the problem. The front's easy. The front you could do in 20 minutes. The back is the problem. Way too much. Yeah, you hop on that thing. You put some music yeah. in your headphones. Absolutely. Have yourself a day. And then have a beer. And then have a beer. And throw some meat on the grill. That's exactly right. And then get a heart on. 
Geo, coming to America. <laughs> America. Damn right. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Boomer and Gio on the fan in CBS Sports Network. Boomer out today. Jerry in here. CeeLo, you're going to have to wait a second for the update. You know I've got a bucket list when it comes to guests. Dua Lipa's at the top of that bucket list. Of but I can I can scratch one off right now. Now, I don't know if this is a coincidence because Al has been working on this for a while. But I am wearing the Fat Perez sweatshirt right now, this morning. And uh, you can see it on CBS Sports Network. And here he is on the line from Bob Does Sports, Nick Stubbe, Fat Perez, who has become one of my favorite people on earth. Mm -hmm. He's a YouTube golfer. He's got a tremendous following. The Bob Does Sports guys are great. Bob and, and Joey Cold Cuts, and they've just done a tremendous... They've, they've built a, a, an empire with YouTube golf. And I love... Love them all and love Fat Perez the most. And he's he's on the phone How right cool now that, down dude? in Virginia. Nick, good morning. How are you, man? Good morning. I appreciate the kind words. Uh, Lip is probably at the top of my list, too. So <laughs> I, I take no offense to that. Now, it is a shame, though, that today was the day that you called because Boomer has been off this week. And we had that famous moment where I was talking about you and then he looked you up and said, oh, my God, he's huge. So <laughs> you could you could have addressed that with him this morning and you, you, you don't have that opportunity. Well, I mean, look, he he, he was speaking facts. He saw what he saw, uh, you know. I, I should probably just take that to heart and make some changes, but uh, I appreciate the feedback from him. I'll say that much. Man, I tell you, it is funny because watching you guys and you're on the uh, you, when you're on the road trips and you're in the the RV and then you'll st you'll stop at a McDonald's and all of you are sitting there going, "I can next week. I'm making my changes next week." Because <laughs> I I have been there throughout my whole life. I'm a, I'm an up and down guy, so I I totally uh, totally relate to that. So. You know, I know when I'm I'm watching you and people are interviewing you in the in the carts and the the main question everybody gives you, can you believe that this happened? Like you were basically on some live chat during a or a live stream during a Bob Does Sports situation back in the pandemic, and you popped up on the screen and you made your name Fat Perez, and you said I'm a scratch golfer. They didn't believe it. You showed up, and your legend has grown. And now this is your life. I mean, I, I have a similar experience of growing up listening to WFAN and now hosting here. Can you believe this is your life? 
No, um, no, I can't. It's uh, it's been a wild ride. Um, it's it's just so many crossroads when I like you know sit down and think about it, which happens a lot. Just things that went this way that could have gone that way, and you know it, it it was always fun along the way, and I never really thought anything of it. Um, I always thought it would just be kind of well, this is a cool story, that's a cool story, and then, you know, for it to turn into a full-time gig where, you know, as a golfer growing up, I always wanted to play golf for a living, right, be a pro golfer. That was sort of the only outlet to do that. And then, you know, with the kind of the, the come up of YouTube golf and having an opportunity to, to you know, make it, huge change in my life and go and do it it's it's been a dream come true for sure when you did it's jerry you started this did you think it would become i don't want to say what it is because i don't think anyone would have known that but did you think you could make a living out of it because not only have you guys made a living out of it the amount of subscribers and views you get is off the charts and also the creativity it's not the same thing every time we watch it's always with someone different sometimes the format's different did you did you have any idea that it would be what it is um, for me personally, no. Um, you know, Bob and Joe, who I do the show about the sports with, they, they kind of, Bob's always been kind of a content guy. You know, he went out to LA to work in, in hospitality with an eye towards kind of getting into entertainment in some way. And then when that kind of morphed into a golf channel with him and Joe originally, um, and you know, I was, a, I was a fan of them as well. And mm. I it, the first kind of thing I came on was a collab video with Barstool Foreplay. And I remember going out to do that in California with them because um, they really just needed to fill a four-man scramble team, and it was just the two of them. And I just remember thinking at the time, like, oh, this is just going to be really cool. This will be on YouTube forever, this, you know, a story I can tell my grandkids. But even then, it didn't feel like a tryout or anything like that for me. I was just going to go have a good time. Um, so... It, it's it's kind of crazy that right when that video came out, everything kind of changed for me, and it was pretty clear pretty quickly that I was going to join these guys, and we were going to see where it went. Um, but when it comes down to, like, what we're doing, I mean, I, I think we're just lucky that the three of us together without really trying um, is something that people enjoy watching. And, you know, we have the same rounds of golf when the cameras aren't there than when they are there, you know, ridiculous stuff. And, you know, it's it's fun to come up with different ideas. That's kind of the fun part. And then once you kind of figure out the idea, you just go out and play golf with your friends. It's Talk, crazy. Talking to Fat Perez, Nick Stubbe from Bob Does Sports. I am uh, wearing one of his uh, sweatshirts this morning, the uh, the Fat Perez sweatshirt that's in the PGA Tour <laughs> logo, which is amazing. I Speaking promise of, I, didn't, I didn't know that. You didn't know today? That's, that's just great. Yeah, I'm, uh, I am wearing it. Oh, no. you, you got to get a screenshot um, of of this. Somebody's got to have it on CBS Sports Network of your name up on the Chiron, and then with me <laughs> with me behind it wearing your wearing your sweatshirt is uh, is probably a, a good one. But uh, speaking of the PGA Tour, so I saw that they're going to have this qualifying event that that you are going to be in. So the the Myrtle Beach Classic is going to have a sixteen man qualifier featuring YouTube golfers and some Corn Ferry guys. Uh, the guys that I recognize on here, obviously, Grant Horvat, Micah Morris, Luke Kwan from Good Good, uh, you, Busta Jack, uh, Dan Rappaport from from Barstool. So, I mean, I'm going to be rooting like hell for you. I, I saw that Bob's going to uh, be your caddy for it. Uh, tell me about this experience coming up. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm driving from uh, from my home in Richmond down to Virginia Beach to see a, a buddy of mine that's kind of a swing coach, try to get some sort of uh, swing keys. I don't think I've played in three weeks, so wow. i got to get myself together. But, uh, yeah, it was cool when this was presented to me uh, and to really all the guys that are participating. It's it's never – something like this has never happened before, and it's actually – you know, I, my first thought was, wow, like, obviously I'm one round away. If I career it and get some help on the other side um, from the PGA Tour, which is wild. Um, but it's just a really brilliant idea for this kind of first-time tour stop down in Myrtle Beach for them to, you know, leverage our, our followings and each of us as creators and, um, you know, try to get some eyeballs on, uh, on you know, kind of the first year of a tour stop. You, you know, it's amazing, this whole thing, because the PG, in my opinion, I've been watching golf for 30 years. I love the game. This is as bland for me, personality-wise, that the PGA Tour has been in a really long time. And I think this is brilliant because you've got, like, my 13-year-old is hooked on you guys. I mean, he's the, That's how I found you on YouTube Golf, was my 13-year-old who loves it, watches, and can't wait for the new videos to come out. And I think it's a really, it's a great idea. Um, have you ever thought about what that could be in terms of the boost? Forget what they're doing for you. What you guys could do for the PGA Tour if you made it on? Yeah, I think uh, you know. I, I think the, the the folks that are putting on the uh, this kind of one day that's called the Q at Myrtle Beach, this one day qualifier. You know, I think they're trying. You know, they're they're putting the event on, so they're staying kind of out of the out of the rooting fold. But I, I think I'd, it'd probably be accurate to say that they're probably pulling for one of uh, the YouTubers to somehow make it through this thing and get onto the to the tour stop. Um, I think about uh, this past year, there was an event in Bermuda where George Bryant is, um, I think, participating in this and uh, has a, a YouTube channel with his brother, Wesley Bryant Brothers. Um, he got a sponsor's exemption to that event, ended up making the cut, and they had so much content from, you know, the tours channels and from Callaway, who we both work with, and the, the uh, tournament channel itself on all their socials. Um, it just brought a lot more attention to that, you know, kind of secondary tour stop than otherwise would have been there. And, you know, like, for better or for worse, um, that's the thing. And, you know, I, I, it's 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 going to be cool. Um, you know, if I can't make it happen, I, I definitely am hoping that it's somebody from our space that, uh, that gets thrilled. You know what? I think that it is in just another uh, minute here with Nick Stubbe, Fat Perez on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I, I think why you guys work so well is that not obviously personable. You're like friends of mine. You're, you're doing something that is fun, doing something that we're doing. And and you make like I I want to root for you yep. guys to do well, which is generally not what happens in this day and age. There's a there's a lot of jealousy that goes on in the business, and this guy's making more money than this guy. But the way that you guys have created, and and this goes to to Bob, who's been doing a Robbie Burger's been doing this for a very long time. You've created this atmosphere like. I want you guys to do so well. Like, I'm going to be going nuts in this thing. And the other guys I like, too. I like Grant. He's he's awesome. But if you make it onto this, if you end up playing a PGA event, I'm going to feel like part of me is playing <laughs> in that PGA event. So hats off to you guys. I appreciate that. I mean, we're we're out there just being ourselves. It's, it's the easiest job I've ever had. You know, I, I used to work all week, so I could basically go do this with my buddies on the weekend. So be able to do it uh, for a living is, is wild and 
Uh, I'm going to need all the support I can get in this thing, so I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Listen, I, I hope to meet you in person one day. I know you're going to be coming to New York uh, soon, so uh, hopefully that happens. Best of luck, and uh, I'll, I'll be watching. We'll all be watching you. Awesome. Appreciate it. It's good to catch up. I'm glad I could uh, finally connect. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, take care. That is uh, Nick Stubbe, Fat Perez, uh, down in Virginia this morning getting ready amazing. for that qualifier. Absolutely amazing. I mean, I'm with you, man. Rooting, for, and I mean it. Like the PGA Tour needs personality. To me, it's as dead as it's been in three decades. And this, I think, would give it a jolt because you've got, you know, a lot of the guys you like have gone to live. I got news for you: the Champions Tour is more interesting to me. I love golf, and they're all amazing. I'd rather watch Ernie Els than I would. Some of these guys on the PGA Tour, it needs personality. These guys would do it if a couple of them could make it. Yeah. I mean, so the Genesis had, there was some juice there. But then, you know, obviously Jordan Spieth, he's out. Tiger drops out, you know, and it's like it, Rory didn't play all that well. But there was, they were there. But if when those names aren't there, it's like, boy, it's we bland. Don't, what, are we, what are we doing? And so. also with Tiger, I love Tiger, but you don't feel like he can win. Yeah. 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 Physically, he's yeah, not get there. there an event. See, that well, too. Yeah. We need to make a left turn in your career. You got to become a YouTube golfer. <laughs> you're good. good enough, good. You're good enough to do it. The people I'm seem not to a scratch golfer. You could be though. You could be. People seem to love you on social media, mm-hmm. and they, they love these guys. That's what start filming yourself playing golf. <laughs> sure. Man, probably a couple I, years late to that at this point. Yeah? I will tell you, I filmed that one yeah. hole that we played in uh, Vegas. Right. Looks pretty good. With the GoPro, oh, it does it? Phenomenal. That's yes. great. Yes, yeah, the GoPro out there. Mm-hmm. I was, nice. I was meaning to ask you about that. Yeah, you could. You're lefty, right? Yeah, so you could be Fat Mickelson. <laughs> <laughs> I like <Not> that. <laughs> and just go crazy and start talking about coffee beans and stuff and all yeah. kinds of weird off the wall stuff. All of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. There was some important New York sports things that happened that I want to get to, so I'll take yeah. a break here. We'll sure. come back. Knicks fans and Ranger fans want to hear about what happened last night, and rightfully so. So we'll take a break, get CeeLo back in here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Hi, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We uh, had to bump CeeLo. You know, sometimes that happens when a guest come in. Like, you hear, heard that back in the day with, like, David Letterman, where, like, the big A-list star was on for too long. And then the, the guy who had, like, the the unicycle and the monkey <laughs> or, get or Mad Dog. Yeah, right. Or, or Dog. <laughs> yeah, he would, he would get bumped. That did happen to him, I think, once. That's what happened with CeeLo and Fat Perez called. So uh, we're having them back here. We're, we're honoring this. 
and having him back to tell us about some uh, Knicks and Rangers and all the the good stuff that happened last night. What's up, CeeLo? All right, brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Uh, let's start with the Knicks, since you mentioned them. No Joel Embiid, obviously, for last night's six, or Knicks-Sixers matchup in Philly. But the home team has some other new bodies these days, including Kyle Lowry, who got a standing ovation in his uh, Sixers debut. Hometown guy. No problem for the Knicks, though, as far as the end result went. And Lowry's shaking up in the play. Got hit in the face. They're saying the foul to stop. Bogdanovich catches, fires, and hits the three-pointer. The, the Sixer coaching staff was screaming for them to make a foul because it was clearly a five-on-four advantage. Mike Green, MSG, and ended up needing stitches there. It was a bit of an elbow, right, from Jericho Sims. So an interesting debut for Lowry. The Knicks, though, uh, would win the game going away 110-96. That was only second quarter action at that point, but part of a six-for-six six night from beyond the arc for Boyan Bogdanovich as the Knicks uh, took care of business. He had a team-high 22 points off the bench. Here's Tom Thibodeau on bogey and his contributions. He's a gifted scorer. He's got a, a you know, we saw the post up too. He, you know, you know, he can get it off quick and he can put it on the floor. So if you close hard to him, he, he can put it and he has different finishes at the baskets. Nice to have, nice to have some healthy bodies back. Uh, DiVincenzo, you had Bogdanovich. You had a little bit of Isaiah Hartenstein, even though, of course, uh, Julius Randle and OG Ananobi are not there. Jalen Brunson, 21 points, 12 assists. He was 11 for 11 from the free throw lines. The Knicks checking a lot of boxes last night coming out of the All-Star break as they snapped their four-game losing streak. Not so much for the Nets up in Toronto in Kevin Alley's debut as the interim head coach. They got blown out. 121 to 93. Speaking of blowouts or one-sided affairs, turned out to be the case at Prudential Center last night as the Rangers extended their winning streak. Long pass ahead. Panarin's got a man in front. Chris Kreider didn't miss that one. Number 29 for Chris Kreider. And the Rangers lead. Sam Rosen, MSG2 last night with the Knicks on as the Rangers would build a 5 nothing advantage into the third period, late third period, before Jack Hughes finally got the Devils on the board and cost Igor Shesterkin a shutout. 5-1 final, though. A couple of goals for Alexi Lafreniere. Artemi Panarin had three assists, 39 saves for Shesterkin, and the Rangers were throwing the body with a little bit of thump last night for Peter, Peter Laviolette's team. Might have been one of our most physical games. I think that made a difference in the game. We're putting it behind them and banging body. Streams had some nice hit. Cooley had some nice hit. Eddie had some nice hits. Obviously, Remp had a, a big hit. Yeah, that was Imagine. Matt Rempy on Nathan Bastion. Got himself thrown out of the game uh, just 13 seconds into his first shift. Imagine out shooting a team 40 to 18 and getting your ass kicked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the Devils' power play is putrid. Well, that was, no offense, part of the, I think, the advantage in the shot category. The Rangers right. spent yeah. a lot of the no, night I on know. the penalty kill. But you, it wasn't you're all better that. off playing the Devils on the power play because yeah. they're terrible at it. Yeah. And, and not to spend too much time on the hit because I feel like this happens all the time with the NHL. The people will not talk about the game as much as a hit like that. But we didn't we didn't spend too much time on it earlier. The, I, I don't know what Rempe is supposed to do oh, he's in have to that figure it out. situation. You're right, because he's going to get suspended a million times. He's six foot seven, he's not actually six, on eight, skates. He's six eight and a half. He said he's mislisted. He said oh, I have really? six eight and a half. I mean, so are you supposed to not hit him? He doesn't leave his feet. Right. He doesn't lift his elbow. elbow down. Actually, yep. looks like he tucks. But it's con- it, any head contact. Right. So to your point, G, he's. I'm, I, I listen. You, as a Ranger you put your fan, arms up? You I'm drop not going to stick and put your arms. Yeah, up? Yeah, I don't know. He's going to have to figure it out. I know that was the Rangers' contention, but I mean, it, it happens fast, obviously, and it's a 
huge hit, and Bastion was not well, only bleeding from the nose, you could see he was a little disoriented there at first. Yeah. So Bastion's also, you know, got his head down, yes, yeah. too, he to lower the... the Perfect leg. storm. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Yeah, well, look, I mean, when you come into the league and you're a sixth-round rookie and you're fighting Matt Martin in the stadium series game, I mean, he's, he's played, I think, like... About 10 minutes of ice time in these few games, and he's, he's had quite a few penalties already. So we'll see what happens if the league decides to, you know, have any further hearing or potential suspension on that. But the Rangers have won nine in a row now. Uh, not so much for the Islanders. They were shut out in St. Louis for nothing as, uh, the Blues would score three goals in like a half minute in the second period, including a couple from Pavel Buchnevich. He ended up with an empty netter in the third to make it a hat trick for nothing final in favor of St. Louis and a rough night for Patrick Waska, uh, squad, but he was uh, kind of okay with it. They kept playing regardless what was the score, and and that I would say as a coach, I appreciate that. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> oh, it's, it's a yes. work in progress. I think he's just trying to figure out how to get through his guys here uh, in the early going. David Stearns on Kodai Senga. Of course, the news coming out yesterday with the strain behind the right shoulder, so he's going to miss some time. Stearns telling you we were prepared for this. We knew we were not going to go through uh, a full season with just five or six starters. Um, and so here we are, um, and, and we've got plenty of options. I'm looking forward to watching that competition in camp. Here Why do are. you suppose? I, I understand not wanting. I understand in a, in a certain way not wanting to go out and sign position players because you really do want to give the young guys a chance. And next year, the year you're going for, okay, fine. Why would you not sign a pitcher though? And I don't mean the ones they've signed. Like, why would you not sign a Jordan Montgomery? Like, who would he be blocking? by taking up a spot, especially in a position where you need depth more than ever because of injury in this game. Well, it can't be money. No, it's not. I mean, maybe, one, maybe David Stearns doesn't like him as a pitcher. Right. That could be the biggest thing. And two is, I don't know what the competitive offers are out there. They don't want to be locked into a longer, even a five-year deal. They don't want to be locked into it. He might have offers out having there. offers anywhere? I mean, the Rangers, everyone thought he was going back to Texas. And then the Rangers come out and say, yep, we're good. Yeah. But it's like, also the, all the money that they're paying to the two guys that aren't here still, too, that have this luxury tax thing. So I, I don't, I, I would have, if they were going to compete this year and cared about competing this year, they signed a pitcher. They would sign a pitcher. They, they don't. They want as much financial flexibility as possible, and they don't want to be locked into contracts down the road just to have short-term success in 24. So that, they that's were, your big answer. But they were going to give Yamamoto a fortune. Right, because he's 25 yeah, yeah. And, and supposed to be but the unknown. greatest pitcher on earth. Maybe. We'll see. We, we don't know that. Yeah, right, I know. But they, they did their scouting and believed it, just mm-hmm. like many other teams did. Just like I mean, Brian Cashman was all in. Stearns and Cohen were all in. The Dodgers were all in. Everybody was all Phillies, in. Phillies, I think, right? Did yeah, they, come out. They made the biggest offer. Or was that for for Shohei? I forget now. I think it came out a couple of days Yamamoto. ago. I think, I think it was, it was for Yamamoto. Yamamoto. They yep. offered the most money. Yep. But um, I've got some other stuff with uh, Hal. We'll, we'll tee that up next hour because there's there's ties into that call from Tiki and Evan okay. I told you about. So we'll do that next hour. Just because you had uh, Fat Perez on, yeah, you talking yeah. about qualifiers, and we talked about Charlie Woods. Charlie yesterday. Woods, yeah, eighty six. Okay, huh? did you read some of the details of what went on on that golf course? There were some strange people right. following around trying to grab. Yeah, so he sixteen. <laughs> I was about to say gra- right. grab his ball, grab his golf balls. Right? Yeah, oh, it was yeah. more than that. Just so sixteen over, he had a. 12 on a par four so it didn't go well for wow. him right? all right but when you start to read and now this is part of being tiger woods kid and he's 15 and he's out there in this qualifier event and you know there's not, i'm sure not a big security presence at this golf course yesterday in florida 
And yeah, so people are right. Exactly. Gio, Gio said going after his ball. And then you had people once they realized there were no ropes, they're basically like walking very close to him along the fairway, trying to trying to, you know, rub elbows with him, essentially. And people are ignoring requests from tournament officials to stay on the card pad. This is from the Palm Beach Post. There was a reporter that kind of followed the mm-hmm. round. And people were like, who are you, the fire marshal? They're like giving it back to the people that work there. Um, this one, Woods following increased to more than 50 fans as he headed for the back nine, including a grandmother who learned that he was competing, pulled her granddaughter out of school in hopes of Woods noticing her. That's one. And then the other one, after Woods left the 12th green, another fan approached him with a pen and a copy of Tiger's book, How I Play Golf, demanding that Charlie sign the book. So, like... This 15-year-old kid's trying to qualify for a PGA Tour event, and he's got all this nonsense going on, and all of a sudden you can understand where he shoots 16 over, didn't make a single birdie all day long. Yeah, I I have to tell you that somebody should have seen this coming, and there should have been more security there. Either personal security for him or at the tournament. How you don't have the foresight for that, Once it becomes public, he's playing, yes. I mean, Mike, how idiotic. He had his own two-man security detail, which included a, a sheriff's deputy, but when that person went up to him about the book, an official said, hey, that's not allowed. The woman made a commotion and yelled, I live here. So oh people God. were feeling very entitled yesterday. With, well, that's uh, the world young, we live in. Young Charlie was, was Tiger there or no? He was not. His, mm-hmm. uh, his Charlie's mother, Tiger's ex, was there. Got with it. Him. Elon so, Nordgren. Correct. All right. Yes. Thank you, CeeLo. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.